The following show is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary, and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is our monthly coaching call. Our program today is going to really be focused around you know, some of the headlines we've been hearing and the market volatility. Our guest today, I'm happy to have with us, is John Henry, president of OBS Financial Services, one of our partners you know, that we're utilizing with regard to DFA. And John, pleasure to have you back on the show. Welcome. Good morning, Frank. It's a pleasure to be here, and we uh, always love being on the uh, the podcast. So, John, I'm sure that you know, you've been you know catching the headlines like all of us, and you know it, it seems like every so many years we go through periods of time where all of a sudden the market gets this volatility where you'll see 300 point drops and 500 point drops, and then all of a sudden we had a day yesterday where it was up 600 points, and maybe you can just kind of address this kind of what's going on with that and you know should the average investor someone with a well diversified portfolio should they be concerned what should they be thinking right now well frank let's talk a little bit it's obviously been very volatile in the markets over the last week week and a half and you know a couple things that are causing that certainly you know china which has the second largest economy in the world now is having a large bubble and we have a very interdependent world economy and uh, the consistent we've got a very fed driven market as well and interest rates uh, you know rising maybe a quarter of a point in the fourth quarter and another quarter point next year and we, we don't really know where Yellen's going to be and the fed's going to be on that but those kind of scares have have driven a lot of market volatility and we've seen these things in the past they're no different than 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 what we've seen in 2008 and 2009 and some of the the market corrections. And I think for the average investor out there, Frank, we need to step back a little bit from the headlines and the news and the shock things the media like like to do. And, and to think about, as an individual, the most important thing is why you have your money invested, you know, and what is the purpose for that money. So that gets into, you know, the right risk tolerance that an individual can withstand and behavioral finance type of things. And, and, and also, you know, what's the, the longevity of that money? How long are you going to have that money invested? And then I think the most important thing is that you have an investment philosophy. You know, why you believe in the advisor that you work with, you know, the style of what we do in structured investing or, you know, you know building portfolios around asset classes. And I think if you, if you answer those questions, it takes away some of this nervousness in the market. If you have a time horizon with your money at five or ten years, uh, you understand there's going to be risk in the market, so you're, you're, you're in the right suitable investment for you. And you believe in your investment philosophy, you know, over long periods of time, a diversified portfolio really, really pays dividends or returns to, to that individual investor. And, you know, something I'd like to point out, Frank, that that I find fascinating. If you go back, and the volatility that we experienced in 2008 was even greater, than, you know, as a percentage than what uh, than what we've seen over this last week and a half. And you know, and what's happened since that time is, you know, we had a you know a six or seven year bull run with great returns. But, you know, it was a reluctant bull because a lot of people after that market scare in 2008 they stayed on the sidelines, and I. I remember reading articles that 
30% of the money that was in the market pre-2008 never re-entered in the market. So a lot of people missed that opportunity. And I think that's an example if those, the people that stayed in the market, that believed in their philosophy, believed in their time horizon, they saw benefits from it long term. And I think that's a real world thing we see between two market corrections. You know, John, as you're saying that, you know, what I find is, is that, you know, although we look at portfolios and we'll talk to people about investing and time horizons, but when all of a sudden, you know, the media starts getting into, you know, the volatility and so forth, I think sometimes our mind shift goes from when we look and we go, yeah, we're long-term investors. So all of a sudden it's like, all right, yeah, but I'm scared and I want to do emotionally what feels better. You know, and so it's almost like eating comfort food, which you know isn't healthy for you, but you feel you think that that's what you should be doing. And that's actually what hurts you the most, you know, from what we've experienced and, you know, hear people saying. So our whole thing has really been is, you know, what's that time horizon? And if you're working with a good advisor, the whole idea is that, they have your time horizon and your risk tolerance correct in your portfolio because when the markets are going up, it's easy for everybody to look like a hero. It's when the markets have some volatility that you have to have confidence and you got to work with some, an advisor that can coach you through that to make sure that your emotions and your behavior don't effectively, what I call, blow up your portfolio and you make the wrong decisions. Frank, you couldn't be more right. Uh, you know, there's a whole science out there, behavioral finance is, um, you know, something that's developed in a lot of the major universities. And, you know, we're all driven by fear. And uh, we have such a media onslaught at multiple levels, the Internet, you know, television, radio, newsprint, and we're bombarded for it. And the media wants you to believe that this this time is going to be different than the last time. And it's very, very hard to do that and and you to, to, to get through that. But I'm going to share a concept with you that you talk about the advisor. To me, an advisor, uh, when working with an individual, is way more than just picking out an investment portfolio. They're the ombudsman of that person's personal financial plan, and they're guiding them through these things and helping them through the behavioral things that can happen, either you want to react to in the marketplace. And there's a term that started to be coined out there in the industry, and it's called advisor alpha. The term alpha simply means that you have performance greater than the markets. And what we've learned is individuals that use an advisor and follow the advisor's advice, work through these issues at markets like this, and follow a financial plan, have much greater return than individuals that don't. And I've seen statistics and studies that say, you know, 300 basis points on an annual basis or 3%. That's significant, and that has nothing to do with having a better investment or something like that. It has to do with sticking to a plan and using a financial advisor as an ombudsman to your personal financial life. And I think that's significant. Yeah, I think it's a great point. You know, I always say that money and, uh, like, dieting and nutrition are very similar and, you know, when I listen to when you give that example, you know, the advisor to me is like a nutritionist who's, you know, trying to keep someone on track as far as how to manage diet and so forth and maybe give them some guidance on their exercise that someone can have a happy, healthy life. And it's the same thing on investments, which is, you know, if I were to watch television and all of a sudden the fear starts kicking in, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I want to, you know, I want to sell when things are down. And the reality is, is you know, 
That'd be the time that if I was really smart, I should be buying when things are down, not selling. And likewise, when the market keeps going up, all of a sudden we're like, oh, I want to be in it. And so I'm buying high and I'm emotionally, we're just not wired for that. And so it's one of those of we really have to understand that the time horizons, understanding and working with an advisor, making sure that your portfolio does reflect your risk tolerance. You know, everybody wants that up portfolio, but when you know, the markets go down, and they will go down. They're, it's not just a straight right up. When the market does go down, at what point would you really lose your stomach and then start to hurt yourself in your portfolio? And that's where the advisor really comes in and helps you to make those better decisions and actually hold your hand through that, knowing that, you know what, no market go down goes down forever and no market goes up forever. There is volatility in everything. And that's one of the key things that we try to get across to everybody that we're working with. And, that, and that's, that's accurate. And I think your analogy, Frank, to, to diets is a good one. And it's a good one for, you know, there's so many gimmicks out there in diets, and they never really last. And you lose a bunch of weight, and you put a you know, bunch of weight back on it. It's a roller coaster and ultimately unhealthy for your system. You know, and the people that are successful with their health have disciplines. And it's the disciplines of good nutrition, exercise, and we all kind of know that. But we always want the quick fix. And and investing is really quite the same, is that it goes back to having the disciplines. And if you do those disciplines, you're rewarded with a consistent portfolio long term. And if you get caught into the gimmicks and think you can time the market or I've got an algorithm or something like that, they ultimately never prove to work much like a fad diet. And it's the people that have discipline both in their health and discipline in their investment philosophy, they end up having the long-term satisfaction. You know, as you were saying that, it's interesting because when uh, people get a little bit emotional or concerned in their portfolios and thinking maybe I should get out, and, you know, we say that you know, you're trying to time the market, but timing the market actually means that you got to time it twice. you got to time it when you got out, and you got to time it when you get back in. So it's not just one decision that you have to make. It's not an easy thing to do, which is why I've never seen anybody do it successfully. Yeah. It's my favorite saying, you got to guess right twice. So you always see, especially at times now, like now, and we saw it in 2008 where we, you know, see somebody in mad money or something like that, and they go, you know, we were predicting six weeks before the market collapsed to be in cash, and we avoided the downfalls of it. What they never tell you as we stayed in cash for five years or six months and we missed the upturn in the marketplace and missed the bull. So that's always absolutely accurate. It is very difficult to guess right twice. You might get it once, but twice becomes a much, much higher um, bar to be able to accomplish. Great point. So, John, as we start wrapping up our conversation for today, you know, just if you were going to, you know, give some coaching advice to investors as to what they should be looking at, um, just some guidance on, you know, their thought process and, you know, dealing with those emotions, what, what would be some of the, you know, insights that you would provide, you know, seeing how you run a large organization such as OBS and, you know, you've been doing this for a number of years? My, my insights would be a couple things. Um, number one, and we've alluded to it, is find an advisor you trust and feel comfortable with. And that person's giving you advice. And number two is investments are important, but they're only part of, you know, a bigger picture of a financial plan that you're executing. 
So have a financial plan. Investments fit into that. The third thing is understand, you know, from a behavioral standpoint, what you can endure in risk. Um, the next item is have an investment philosophy, and then finally keep to the disciplines of that investment philosophy. That would be the advice that I would give anybody in a euphoric um, you know, market, which we've seen, or a volatile market, which we're currently seeing. Those are the things that lead to success. In my opinion. It's great insight. And for you know, all of our listeners, you know, one of the things that I always share with people is is that, you know, you're dealing with, you know, certain time horizons and you know, I always say is, you know, even if it's your your retirement plan, your retirement plan doesn't take you to retirement, it takes you through retirement. So even though you may retire in ten years or five years or fifteen years, your life expectancy beyond that may be another fifteen, twenty, thirty years. So time horizons typically for portfolios are generally fairly long-term. And so short-term volatility like we really you know, are seeing at the moment is probably going to have little to you know, insignificant impact. Statistically, it's very insignificant over a long period of time, these kind of markets. Thank you, John. So for all of our listeners, this has been Frank Congelos. And you've been listening to John Henry of President of OBS Financial. And you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. And we wish you a great month. Hang in there. Don't worry. And have a wonderful day. Advisors of the Institute of Responsible Wealth may be licensed for investment and insurance products. The Institute of Responsible Wealth is an educational division of CNA Financial Group. CNA Financial Group and its advisors are an agency or an agent of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. The Institute of Responsible Wealth and CNA Financial Group are not affiliates or subsidiaries of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian.